0: So for those of you that was was here Wednesday, I want you to know that I have settled in on the title in this message for this message this morning, And, and the title is Check the Box. And it's really all about God's love for us and checking the box. We're going to be looking at John chapter 14. in John chapter 14 verses 12 through 21. Now I'm going to break this into two parts for you, But as we look at this, I want you to understand, I want you to kind of to see that this is all part of the upper room discourse that Jesus is having with His disciples. So whenever we look at these passages of Scripture, these passages of Scripture are written corporately, as in to the disciples. But they're also written corporately, as in to the first church that's coming. So I want you to see that to begin with. But whenever we look at the corporateness of this, and we look at the church, we also have to bring this individually into us today. As in, what does this mean to me? So it's corporate, but yet it's individual. I also want you to see that what Jesus is giving to us here in chapter 14, beginning with verse 12, is something that is to happen in the future. It's important for us to see this, that the people that Jesus is talking to They have no really true idea as far as what Jesus is truly talking about because this has all happened or this all has to happen in the future. So let's look at this. I'm going to read verses 12 through 14 and I'll be reading to you from from the NIV, the New International Version. I think that's what it stands for. So let's read these. They will be on the, on the board for you. It says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will, will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father... May be glorified in the Son. So you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So, in this passage of Scripture, in verse 12, where it says, So, or where it says, Because I am going to the Father, this is Jesus talking to his disciples and telling them that he is going to be leaving. We already know that in chapter 13, and also some in chapter 14, that the disciples don't understand this because there's individuals within the disciples that question or that ask Jesus or even states, no, we don't know where you're going, so how can we go there? Right? So you have Philip, you have Peter, okay, and you have Thomas that questions Jesus' statements as far as whenever in uh, in the first part of chapter uh, 14, where he is telling them that I am going to prepare a room for you, and if I wasn't going to prepare a room for you, then I wouldn't have told you that I am going to come and take you to where I am so that you will be with me, and you already know where that is. They say, no, we don't. Right? And then after that, Jesus is going to introduce to them that his Father is with him, and that if they knew him, then they knew the Father. And then Philip comes in and says, if you would just simply show us the Father, then that would be okay it gives us this understanding that the disciples didn't truly understand what Jesus had for them and what Jesus was talking about. But we also get through this that the disciples followed Jesus anyway. Right? Eventually they come around. Because they're the beginning of the new church. They're the ones that testify about Jesus' life. So they, they get it. They begin to understand it. If we seek God, we will find Him. Last week we talked about there's no way unto the Father except for through Jesus Christ. And that one of the jobs that the Holy Spirit has is the Holy Spirit will draw us unto Jesus. If you are not seeking Jesus, it's because the Holy Spirit is not drawing you to Him. We cannot understand truly what Jesus has for us unless the Holy Spirit draws us that we begin to seek Jesus. And there again, if we seek Jesus, we will find Him and we will understand Him because of the Holy Spirit. But there's something else that's in here, that's in this first part that that we need to understand. It says, whoever believes in me will do the works that I'm doing. So you get this? He's telling them that the works that I'm doing, if you believe in me, you will do these works. And they will do even greater things than this. So he's talking about the disciples. So he's talking about the church to come. So he's talking about us. That if you believe in me, you will be able to do these works that I am doing now. But you will be able to do even greater works. Now the greater works is in the future. It's not now. So go with me, we have got proof on this, because if you turn to John chapter 5, and you look at verse 20, it gives us an understanding of the works that Jesus is talking about. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read, beginning with verse 19 for you, and this is going to be coming from the New Living Translation. It says, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing This man. So do you make this connection? Jesus is telling his disciples that you will do greater works than I am whenever I leave. You go back to chapter 5 and he is telling us that the works that he is doing is the works of his father. But he will do greater works than his father. You, you, you make that connection, right? But this is all in the future. So what is the greater works that Jesus is talking about? <laughs> I'm going to come right up here, and I'm going to kind of sneak up right up here to the front. Because this is big. The greater works that he's talking about, that his father didn't do, and that Jesus is going to do, But we're going to be able to do it. What does Jesus do on the cross? Jesus defeats sin. Right? Because of his death on the cross, he's in the grave. He goes down to hell. He takes the keys of death from Satan. He raises again on the third day. And he defeats the power of sin. The greater works that we will do as believers and as the church, we will introduce the power over Satan and sin in our lives. I have the ability, because Jesus Christ is living in me, to say no to Satan. I don't have to sin. Because of the power of Jesus Christ living in me. Whoo, man. Isn't that great works? Man. Now, don't take me wrong. I do believe that in reading the scriptures that we will still have the power to be able to heal someone that is blind. Whether it be from physical eyesight or from spiritual eyesight. We will also be able to heal the, heal the death. Heal the lame. We have that ability because Jesus Christ had that ability. And because he lives within us, we have that power. But we don't understand it all. Who almost did it bad there. But we don't understand it all. The disciples didn't understand it all. until the day of Pentecost when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. All the questions were gone. You get it? Jesus even tells them in the Scripture, I'm telling you this before it happens so that whenever it does happen, you will know that this is what I was talking about. He introduces to them in 15 the Holy Spirit And whenever it comes upon them, the day of Pentecost, they understand and they believe the Scripture and what Jesus had taught them. Oh, man. But if he wouldn't have told them, they wouldn't have understood it. He's telling us. He's telling us today. You can do greater things. You as an individual person, you as the church, the corporate church, as you introduce the power over sin to this lost and dying world, Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down before I hurt myself because, guys, this, this, is, this is cool stuff. This is great. I have the power over sin in my life because I believe in Jesus Christ. And because of that, I get to share that with the world. I get to give the world hope. Because without Jesus Christ there is no hope. I'll try to calm down a little bit for you. This week had an awesome time I was, I was sitting in my office. I wanted to polish up on my forming skills. So I had a magazine, I had a little magazine in front of me, and I was reading through, and I was looking through the articles and stuff, and man, I was learning all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I can do this. Remember, I'm brushing up on my forming skills. Yeah, Yeah, I don't have any forming skills. But I came across this, I came across this. Andrew, show him this order form here. In the magazine, it had this order form. And it allowed me to order all the seeds that I wanted to. I'm brushing up on my farming skills. I'm deciding, I'm like, okay, what am I going to plant in my garden? And I got me some water, some watermelon seeds. I love sunflower seeds. I love fun sunflowers. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to grow them, but I got me some fun Some fun. I got me some sunflower seeds. I even thought about the future, and I got me some apple seeds and orange seeds. Yeah, man, I'm brushing up, man. I'm, You got it? But then I came across this. Andrew, go to that next slide. Look at this one right here. I'm going to read it for you in case you can't read it. Okay? It says, check the box. If you are willing to receive something of equal or greater value if your order isn't available. You got it? If what you want isn't available, give us the opportunity to surprise you with something different. Ooh, boy. I didn't check the box. I colored it in. I'm like, please surprise me. I most probably can't grow any of that stuff. So please, I want to see what it is. the disciples sat there in front of Jesus and they said you know what you're not what I ordered you're not what I wanted because see I I I wanted the king of kings that's going to come and take over the Roman Empire and allow the Israelites to reign on this earth in peace But you know what? I know and I believe that you are the Son of God. And I'll follow you. They checked the box and they didn't even understand it. You you get it? Isn't that cool? Check the box. Don't even understand it. I, I know and I trust that you are the Son of God. Although you're not doing the things that I think you should do. Or what I want you to do, but I'm still gonna follow you. Oh man. Isn't that cool? I'm, I'm, I'm man, I, I am hoping that they don't send me all the seeds that I ordered. I wanna be surprised. Unless it's okra. And if it's okra, I'll give it all to Bob. But our lives are that way, right? We we get a lot of things that we don't like. Are we willing to still follow Christ even though he does things that we don't like? The disciples. You know, I told you that they followed, that they trusted Jesus, but yet every single one of them fled whenever He was on the cross. Whenever He was being tried, they fled. How many times have you, have you been faced with something that was opposite from what you thought? I didn't order that. Right? How many of you in your marriage Says, this is not what I ordered. Sometimes we work through it. But there's a lot of people in their marriages. They're like, oh, 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 oh I didn't sign up for this. And they're gone. The disciples, Peter, denied him three times before the rooster crowed. But yet... Peter in his testimony that Jesus Christ is the Son of God is what the church is built on. The fact that Jesus had breakfast with Peter on the she- seashore and in three times asking him if he loved him was saying, Peter, I know that you denied me three times. I forgive you all three of those times. I forgive you even more than that. Or are we going to be willing to check the box? See, the thing about it is, whenever we look at this first part, there's two things in this first part that we get. Or that they're going to get in the future. Number one is that they're they're going to be able to do greater things than even Jesus did. Well, they're not going to do... We we cannot do anything greater than what Jesus did. Because Jesus is the one that went and defeated Satan. We just have that power within us. So the greater works is that we're going to have the Holy Spirit living within us. And we as mere mortals are going to be and to distribute or to to resemble the power of God Almighty living within us and that power that we have over sin. We as mere mortals. The other thing that we see here. No, I'll let you in on this, okay? If you're praying to Jesus to give you a big house, it's most probably not what He's going to answer. And it's definitely not what this passage of Scripture is talking about. This passage of Scripture is talking about the works that He says that we will do that's greater than the works that He has done. That if we are praying and we pray for something in His ministry and in His works, and we pray it in His name, it will happen. There should have been a whole lot more amens than that. That tells me that if as a church we're praying that lost people Will receive Christ as their Savior. And we pray it in His name. That's what's gonna happen. If we pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and we pray it in His name, that's what's gonna happen. But then He goes on, We, we gotta go into this, we gotta kinda finish this up for us. In verse 15, He says, if you love me, keep my commands. Remember last week about salvation? The only thing that you have to do to be saved is to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's it. But once you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and it's wholeheartedly you can't do anything but speak about the salvation that you have been given. You'll follow my commands. And then he goes in in 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. Then it goes in and it says, the world can't accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you, and I will be in you. So there again, Jesus is looking at this and Jesus is saying that the Father is in me. And if the Father is in Jesus and Jesus is in us, then we have the power of the Father and we have the power of Jesus Christ in our lives. And then soon in the future, we will have the Holy Spirit living within us because he says, I will send you another advocate, which means we already have one. So, Jesus Christ is already our advocate because He is teaching us through God's Word. He is the revelation of God in Scripture and in Word. And then we have the Holy Spirit that is reigning free in this world today. And Jesus Christ is at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for us, the advocate. Here's another one. In case you haven't grabbed on to it, in case I've been a little foggy with it this morning, the box that you need to check is your willingness to be led and filled by the Holy Spirit. Because we don't know, Right? That's the GPS effect. See, yesterday, on our way to Maggie Valley, the GPS told us at one point in time that we had 75 miles and then we would bear to the right. I didn't know where I was going after I bared to the right, but I knew in 75 miles I was going to bear to the right. The Holy Spirit is guiding us and directing us, and He says, up here, there's a person that I need you to speak to. We don't know what's going to happen through that conversation, but we trust that He is telling us to speak to him, or her. So we do it. If not, then we didn't check the box. Because remember, whenever we check the box, well you should be excited because you're about to get a gift that you know absolutely nothing about i don't know what seeds coming have no clue but i'm excited about it baby man i'm going to i'm going to be reading more of that magazine so that i can hopefully that that give you know that that one seed or two seeds that that they don't have That I'm going to be able to grow whatever it is. Because I want to see what it's going to be. But you know what? Scripture gives us a clue here. Because it says what? That we'll be able to do what? Greater things. So that gives us this understanding, that should give us this understanding that what we have through the Holy Spirit, it's not of equal value, it's of greater value. We're we're not checking the box so that we can get something equal to what this world has given us. We're checking this box because we know that what the Holy Spirit and what God has for us is greater than anything that this world could ever provide. We should be excited every single morning to get up and check that box. Give me whatever you got, Holy Spirit. Give me whatever you got because I know it's going to be good. I'm going to follow you in every step of the way because I know the direction that you're leading me is going to be good. It's going to be better than anything that I could ever have thought of in my entire life. So as you stand this morning, as Chris comes in, this one's simple. I guess I'm going to grab the guitar and play. But see, this morning, the message is simple. God has something great for us. Are we willing to surrender our thought process? Are we willing to surrender how we think it should be and allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct our lives? Not too long after this passage of Scripture, Jesus gives us that example. Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. We all know this. He takes His disciples along with Him. Some of them stay off. to the, He separates them. Some stay here. He takes three of them with Him a little bit further. Then He tells them to stay here and to pray. As He goes, a, thon, a stone's throw away. And He cries out. And what does He do? He is asking God to remove this cup from him because it's not what he wants to do. Jesus sees the cross before him. He knows the suffering, he knows the pain that it's going to bring upon him. He is asking God to remove that. But then he checks the box and he says, Not my will years be done and he followed his father all the way to the cross and died for each one of us that shows us obedience that shows us the willingness to take God's will over our will So this morning, I'm going to come back to it because this morning I'm going to give you the opportunity to check that box. Now, I was going to have it typed out and I was going to have a piece of paper up here for you that you could come up and get and check off that box saying, yes, Holy Spirit, I will follow your directions. Yes, God, I will follow your path that you have for me. But instead... I'm going to ask you this morning in front of God and in front of everybody else here in this church that you will step up and stand forward and step forward saying, God, your will above my will. Your will is what I want to follow. But you're also telling the people around you That I'm going to follow God's will, not mine. We've already talked about it. The disciples stumbled. So I want to ease the pain for you. You'll stumble. But God's grace and God's mercy is there to lift you up. Whenever you return and ask for and and repent, that sin step forward if you were willing to check the box step forward if you don't mean it. Because everybody here is here to help you. Here to help you to make that step. Here to help you to fulfill that promise and following the Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, dear Lord, for this day and for the words that you have given to us God, I thank you for everyone that is here right now that's kneeling at this altar or has made their way to the front of this sanctuary. God, I pray for the ones that are at home right now, dear Lord, that are standing up in their couch or sitting in their chairs or wherever they are, God, that are checking this box that says, I will follow the direction of the Holy Spirit as I receive Him into my heart and in my life and relinquish control. See, the song says, I surrender all. And that's the only way that we can check that box. Is if if we surrender all of our will to follow the will of God through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.